Here it is. Welcome to another edition of Potty Humor. I am Sean Anthony. I am Matt Framit. And damn it, Framit. We are waiting on one more. This is going to be a new thing tonight. We're inviting the third party. Yeah. This will be his first time. <laughs> and you're gonna, are you going to introduce? He ain't on yet. I'm waiting for him. Well. In the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Things we don't discuss with, without other people. Okay. Well, slow down, Tiger. Hold up. Well, because we want to know what he's drinking. I know he's already started. He said he's on his third and last drink of the night because he's only going to join us for a short time. All right. Like 30 minutes or so. Does he have the invite? Yes. Cool. Oh, I wonder if he clicked on the first because I sent two because I fucked. I don't don't think I fucked up. I thought I did. Yeah, you did. It's okay. We all fucked up. Let me send him a message to join the second one. Shit. I should join. be. Use second link. I fucked up. Uh, I fucked up, but I didn't. Yeah, because I clicked on the first one and it said this recording has ended. Okay, yeah, because I, when I, I started typing in his name, someone else's popped up. Oh, no. That has similar letters. And I thought when when I hit send just to his name, I still saw the other person's name. Wait a minute, there it is. What up? What's going on? What's up? Oh, man. Hey man, how you doing? Oh, you know I, I've already warned you. I've had a few. <laughs> so, so this is our, our first edition of Potty Humor, where we have a guest on tonight. That's welcome right. and welcome, sir. What do you want us to call you? Uh, I am Matt Framit, as as every Monday with me is Sean Anthony. And I, and Buck Nasty. <laughs> Buck Nasty it is. <laughs> yeah, what's up? So, first, first things first, we'll start with our guest. Buck Nasty, what are you drinking? Uh, Wild Turkey 101 mm. bourbon. Yeah. All right. Zero nice. to 100. I'm, now, Sean. I'm sipping on Tito's. Oh, I was even going to go somewhere else this time. Usually I was going to guess, but no. Yeah, what are you drinking on? You go ahead and guess. No. You both know me well enough to know what I'm drinking. Absolute. Dingo. There, there you go. Is. Sounds about right. Yep. Um, yep. Well, there so are. tonight's topic... We'll just jump. Well, actually, first things first. Buck Nasty, what do you want to say about yourself to whoever may be listening to us? I sent you all the, the scary links so you know where our voices go to. Yeah, man. Uh, Twitterverse, Apple streaming, or whatever the fuck is called, and Grinder sometimes. Not too much to really say about myself, man. You know, I'm a laid back kind of guy. And, uh,. Th- this is true. That's pretty much it. <laughs> we'll find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the model of the show. We drink and see where, see where it goes. Yeah, man, I can't promise nothing. Well, there will be a little bit of nudity, but not that anybody can see it. <laughs> Damn, my man. Damn, my. <laughs> 
So t- let me let me refer back to the discussion that we want to talk because we're do you like the conspiracy theories and <laughs> it only gets to conspiracy theory after like somebody's already really like really drunk, but that take usually takes a little while. But I'm already there, so fuck it, we're jumping right in. Dive in. Actually, shit. <laughs> so what we were what, what I had I had mentioned to you uh, at work was. The fact that the modern, the consumer nowadays, now that we have everything in a little rectangle that we carry with us always, is not just information, but it is a voice. And the thing that I find fascinating is in recent history, as in the last few months, is it's becoming more and more powerful and influential because, you know, take us back 12 months, Rotten Tomatoes would be the first place we go for whether or not we want to see a movie. And when the first place, at least where I used to look, was the critic score and usually kind of aligned with the audience score. But lately, that hasn't been the case. There seems to have been a revolt, as we have seen with starting with The Last Jedi and Venom, as you have seen. You saw that one, right? Yeah, I seen it. And, you know, the audience score was way higher than the critic score. And um, I was contemplating taking my kids to see... Uh, Mortal Engines this weekend. Yeah, critics critics hate that shit, but the audience they don't love it. But it's way higher. The last I looked, it was at twenty eight percent with the critics and a sixty one for the audience. Uh, and it just seems to be like a, a trend that I find fascinating. Okay. And uh, given that you and I like a lot of the uh, the comic book movies. Oh yeah. And, um, and Sh- Sean, you're you're very versed as, as far as well as the uh, social media goes, and people voicing their opinions and having this sort of influence on the masses, whether or not people realize it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is is this where we're headed? Where critics, you, you no longer have the elite voice you thought you did. I mean, Yelp is a thing. As much as I don't give a fuck about it, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Uh, you know, everybody has. What's the, your take? Everybody has the power in the palm of their hands now. You know, crit- critics, <coughs> they have their voice, but yeah, now, voice now. Now, yeah, but now everyone has their voice in addition to the critics. You know, uh, for me, I don't never go by, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or anything of that nature. You know, I, I'm active on Twitter. I'm active on all social media sites, most social media sites. And, you know, there's sometimes I'll see some things that's trending on, on Twitter. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of, that, that kind of lets me put things on my radar, but I pretty much go off of, you know, what interests me. I don't really go off of what the ratings are or what, you know, people yeah. say. I don't really check for too many reviews myself. I um, like I'll talk to people that might have seen it, or, or you know, like you know, like we talk at work and whatnot, and we'll do all little talk and what we think about certain things, and you know, what did you think about this? But I just like to look at it for myself, to be honest. I don't really read too many reviews and whatnot because I don't like for that to kind of sway me. Right. You know what I mean? So. Same here. Like, um, I got into, for example, I got into the Flash pretty late in the game, so I binged seasons one through four, 
And then, you know, people were saying, and then I read reviews afterwards and I was like, oh, I get why people said what they did, but whatever. I'm going to make my own opinion. And I just got started on uh, Iron Fist because I know people didn't like that. But, you know, one episode in, I'm like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. But um, it's almost like the anonymity of, or at least the masses still, it's like, okay. The first thing I heard was that Mortal Engines didn't do well by critics. I was like, oh, shit. Well, let me see what the audience says because, you know, like, I just got to thinking about it more and more today. So I think the days of, like, the the Roger Eberts, the uh, Leonard Maltons, and uh, who's the other one? Cisco and Ebert, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the days of those those guys, you're done. Like, it's dead. And I'm kind of almost relieved. Hmm. In a way, because like I don't, there's there's a certain snobbery that goes wrong along with that sort of yeah. critique. It's like, you know, they're looking for all this sort of shit that the general public, you know, doesn't doesn't really care about. Right. Like I don't care too much about how great the lighting was on this one scene. Yeah. I think those, those, those are escape for, reality. I think those are for more. That kind of critique is more for. You know, people that work in in production and film and 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 look at you know film differently as opposed to not just a means of entertainment, but also kind of eyeing art. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I understand that, but it's like you can't. But the, most of the people going to see it, that's but that's who the, uh, like the scores are reaching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's other folks, but then anyway, I mean. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. What's going to bring in the most money? It's it's more of a business at this point. It's it's all it is. It's a business. You know, you don't need to cater to the, you know, yeah, eight thousand film students in the country. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but it, it just I got me thinking about that whole industry of, of shit. Spill some my drink. Critics. Oh my god. That's not good. That is not good. I'm gonna like report that to your supervisor tomorrow. <laughs> Slurp it up. Slurp it up. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, right when you say spill some, how much are you talking about? Just a little drop. Just a little drop. Sniff it. Sniff it up. <laughs> Snort it up. Yeah, put your mouth on the carpet. Just start sucking. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds. Absorb it in your sock. don't let it go where it's not supposed to (laughs) no I'm good now I refill I'm about ready to refill motherfuckers I'm on drink number five you started early yeah at 530 I did I got home and I immediately I think um, I started uh, about s- seven thirty. Wow! I yeah. started around four thirty because I had a, a company party at the, at the school I teach. Um, so I had two there, and I actually stopped by the liquor store on my way there. So I had a little bit of my cup on the way there. <laughs> so technically three. There you go. That's how you do it? Yeah, yeah. But then you know. I didn't have anything after that until maybe uh, uh, 20 minutes ago, 30 okay. minutes ago. 
Spill it on the way. Yeah, I just took a break, about four hour break, a five, three hour break. Ah, so it's already out of your system. Mm-hmm. You need to get caught up. Yes, yes. Fee take up. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm gonna go do that just now. Yeah, man. I'm, this thing's empty. That shit gone. I know. I'm gonna yeah. take a break here eventually. Yeah, at the end of the night when you pass out. Uh, yeah, that's about. I can take an eight-hour break and then. All right. Uh, got started. So here goes all the noise. Well, you already heard some. Fuck my ass. There's <laughs> shit falling out of the freezer. Hey, hey, easy, Tiger. <laughs> that's right. All the way from Ohio, someone's coming to. Just do it nah. in the butt. You don't want to do that, otherwise you're going to get your dick burned. Because I eat spicy food for dinner and lunch. Very good. And that's just to keep everything away from my butt. I don't need to be there. That's why I eat spicy food. Oh, yeah. Well, it lights cold on fire. Keep that shit clean. <laughs> So, damn it, there was some segue I had for all this, and I don't remember what it was. Oh. Fuck, 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 what was it? I was having this conversation on the way home. There was something I wanted to bring up tonight. Did you text it to me? No. I was like, I'll remember it. I'll remember it. I know it had something to do with something we've we've touched on in the past as far as new information. Mm -hmm. Oh, I texted to you earlier today. Okay. And now it's it's more of conspiracy theories. Okay. The fact that my cable bill keeps going up and up ever so slightly, is it because more and more people are dropping cable and going to internet? So companies are like, "Mm, no one's really going to notice it. Or is it more of the networks that are feeling the pinch? And the other thing that pissed me off about that if that is the case, is the fact that Disney and or Netflix is holding Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist hostage right now. Mm. The fact that it seems to be in limbo. They're about to start pimping that shit. That's what they're going to start doing. Somebody's going to have to, but it's going to be a few years from now because of some weird-ass contract with Netflix. This is just what I heard. I haven't researched it yet to see if Netflix is kind of like, well, we're not going to extend these sort of contracts because it overla- there's some kind of overlap that happens in the future with Disney with these characters. Ergo, we're not going to let you do season four of Daredevil, even though you've got everything ready to go. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants, Everybody to, wants to watch it. But fuck y'all. It's all stupid. And Disney's all, it's, so it's just holding intellectual properties hostage. Hmm. I don't know. It's it could annoying be, as uh, shit. Say, it could be like, okay, Disney saying, okay, you gotta pay this to keep our characters on your shit. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, just to cancel a show like that, I think that's it's gotta be something in the works. It's just kind of obnoxious that 
I mean, I, I get it at the same time because I'm all for capitalism, but at the same time, it's like you're keeping shit from the public that we want. And it's, it's as silly as it is. This is like the dumbest thing to complain about because it's television. Mm. But it still annoys me that somebody can hold an intellectual property hostage. Right. And it's not just intellectual property. It's obviously jobs because people, the writers want work. The actors want work. And, you know, millions of consumers want the product. But two fat cats are, you know, can't play in the same goddamn sandbox because one of them wants a few more pennies than the other. Yeah, I think it's crazy. I mean, uh, is that the case? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But nobody's saying anything, and that's probably what's most disturbing is those with the power aren't saying anything. Right. Yeah, you just don't know. That's stuck. Limbo. Same with Area 51. You'd probably... Put a lot of websites at ease if you would just say yes or no. <laughs> Reveal. Reveal yeah. the docs. Which, silly question. Where right. y'all stand on that sort of thing? Because I've had this conversation with my daughter. She's like, there's no way there's aliens. Like, the, the universe is so fucking big. How can there not be life outside of Earth? I talked to my pops like that a while before. There's no way that we are the only life forms in this infinite universe. I just, right. you know, I just, I find it hard to believe. I mean, I don't get all deep into it, but that's just how I feel about it. It's supposed to be an infinite universe, and we're the only life forms out here. I mean, you look at the, the ocean. There's there's alien life form in the ocean we, we've never seen a witness before. So, you know, if, if, if places in the ocean we haven't explored yet, you know, so of course there's living beings that we haven't witnessed that look alien or what have you. So it would only make sense that something outer space exists. Which which means, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I couldn't sneak that that scoop of ice. <laughs> Wait a minute, was that Sean that, or is it, that for another being? <laughs> Does that mean then? This is something I've never met a flat earther in my life. Because for the longest time, I thought there's no fucking way that they that flat earthers are real. It's just internet trolls just being like, eh, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna pretend the Reformation didn't happen and all that sort of shit. <laughs> and that Galileo, you know, wasn't real. But it's like, okay, does that mean you know Jupiter's flat? Or everything just happens to be round, but it's also flat. Mm-hmm. All these other galaxies that have been viewed. Mars, that we can see from our own planet Venus, we can see once in a while. All of these things are flat and just happen to be circular. Hey, let me tell you something. Flat earthers are not only real, but they're extremely passionate. Extremely passionate and and vocal. I don't some of them are trolls, but 
Jeez, man, like there. It's I, because I, they I, have I, access to a little rectangle. <laughs> right. Maybe they think the earth is a rectangle. I did a show <laughs> on that, man, and uh, had a guest. Please on there. send me the link. Sure. And the, that debate, that debate is is uh, it's it's entertaining for one. Uh, it's interesting to me too. And uh, man, when you know you just hear both sides. I mean, you're not so much as hear both sides. We've already been programmed to believe one side subconsciously, you know, and, and even not even subconsciously, but well, yeah, subconsciously and overtly as well that the earth is round. But when you get the other side, the other argument, it, it just throws it throws that that very heated at times and passionate debate. You know, I got a guy that calls into my show uh, regularly, and and he always mentions something about the flat Earth. Well, I and mean, he, what are people saying? Excuse my part of my ignorance. Or what are they saying about why they think the Earth is flat? Well, part of the argument is that historically, <laughs> he saw it in the movie. <laughs> no, historically. Uh, old maps, original maps mm-hmm. and, and uh, historical documents state that the earth was flat. It wasn't until recently in recent history uh, maybe uh, and I don't mean recent like in you know 50 years ago, I'm talking like maybe 100 or so years ago recent history is saying you know, every, all the maps were changed um, the globes were created and, and so on and so forth but before that there's older maps that you know, uh, dictate that. And then, uh, then the other part of the argument is, you know, when you, when you're up in the sky, you see the horizon, everything is flat. Where does the curvature begin? They ask, they, they ask questions like, where's, where's the curve? You know, what, what, what is it? You know, why is it that I, if I'm at a particular point in the city, I can see a whole nother city, a state away and, you know, on the horizon. So that's the other argument that the flat earthers, put out there if the earth is flat Uh, why is it that i can see you know another city a state state or two away you know in the horizon yeah i guess i understand that but at the same time it's just like as far as i can see you're gonna see what you can see period that's perspective this is a concept i was trying to explain to my son over the weekend actually interesting the same topic even comes up we're down here on ground zero. We got astronauts going up in, in multiple countries going flying way above what you know the general public is able to see. If you go up in an airplane, it still doesn't look flat or round. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in a plane, but when you look out it's it's generally it's it's nothing that we can conceive from two three miles up in the air. Nothing we can perceive. Right. And then again, begs the question: Who would benefit? I'm thinking back historically, like way, way back from this. This goes back to conspiracies that we were talking about last week. Who benefits from such a thing of the Earth being flat or round? Because this is, you know, I'm I'm talking or thinking out loud. 
airline companies, for example. I want to fly from here, D.C., to Japan. If I'm a flat earther, how the fuck am I going to get there? If I go one direction or the other, if I'm around, you know, I acknowledge the earth is, in fact, around. How the fuck does, does that benefit? You know, from point A to point B, if it's equidistant, airline's not going to benefit from that. Because yeah, you can go either way. You would have to ask a flat earther that. They could give you that maybe answer. I, maybe, yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm going to have to look at a point like, where is, okay, we're assuming it's flat. Where is the center? Where, how can I get from point A to point B if I'm dead center? Which one's going to be easier? Because clearly, if you're a flat earther, that, that shit ain't going to happen. You go one direction or the other. Let me put, I, I have a question that we could talk about. And this is a cons- conspiracy subject. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, the United States uh, claimed that we were the first to the moon. Okay. Correct. <laughs> if, we, if we were the first to the moon, why have we not gone back yet? But yet we're making all of these excursions to colonize. Oh, that was nasty. To, co- was it? to colonize. I tried to keep that quiet. It's like a shot out the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> all right, try this. Uh, I held the thing away from that my first mouth one was a little. That first burp was a little moist, man. You tried it away. <laughs> Yeah, this is 2018. You can't say moisture. You gotta, you gotta take a swig of your drink and wash that shit down, man. <laughs> okay, just because you told me to. But no, you got, you got all of these excursions now. Elon Musk and 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 uh, Branson, the guy, um, the CEO of um, uh, Richard Branson. Uh, these guys, you know, making excursions out to colonize Mars and want to take trips you know, into the universe and, and stuff like that. Uh, we we claim to, we've gone to the moon and landed on the moon, but we have not been there since. Why is that? I don't know. You know they say we never landed. For, for right. They said it was rigged. They said it was all a hoax. A studio thing because it's different like shadow. Exactly. Let's assume any of it's true. Well, okay, assume one or the other. Either it's fake or it's real. Both reports are basically that it's inhabitable to our species. Like, we we can't... We can't live there because there's there's the certain... There's a balance down here that that we need to live. One being gravity, two the right amount of oxygen, whatever it is we breathe, the right for the conditions that we live in are not up at the moon, whether that's real or not, whether we really landed there or we didn't land there, yeah. the, the conditions are not that we could survive. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes, but supposedly what it's like a, an hour time, a 10 year track to just to get to Mars. Yeah. Time span. If we're talking about an actual clock, but yeah. Uh, I don't think the moon is near as bad, and Mars would be the closest for us. Mm. Interesting. Again, it's uh, it all depends on what information you're fed. Well, let me when, a, 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 all, all of us were kids. It was all via books. Let me ask you again, Matt. Like, why do you think we have not been back to the moon? We already gone. 
but yet we plan, you know, we say we make all of these other trips and stuff out of space. Why, why do you think we haven't gone back to the moon? Uh, been there, done that. <laughs> and found out that, hey, it's not worth, it's not worth the hype. Like I went to, um, Dave and Buster's once. I have no desire to go back. It was like totally not worth it. Oh, that don't count. <laughs> he said Dave and Buster's compared to them. It wasn't worth the hype. That don't count. Why not? You think that Neil Armstrong mission was fake, man? I haven't read enough about it to and, and to, to really give it any thought. Like, it doesn't change. Okay, this is gonna like the, the most selfish inward thing, but it doesn't affect me whether that was real. Right. Yeah. Like my day tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, I'm gonna do the same shit I always do. Yeah, I gotta go to work, pay bills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's a negative, but my life here is awesome. My my life doesn't change, it doesn't get any better or any worse whether or not Neil Armstrong made it to the moon because you know, um you know the, 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 on Thursday I'm gonna go see Aquaman. <laughs> journey to the moon or Studio 54 doesn't matter because Aquaman should be awesome. That's <laughs> going to Atlantis Thursday. That's funny. You going where? You going to Atlantis Thursday? Kinda. <laughs> yeah, man. For me, I I, I think that. Uh... What would change, not just for me, but I think for the masses, like if they were to reveal the truth, whether you know whether they did or not, like it, it would shatter people's uh, hope and, and weight what they put into the government and the media, you know, because it was the media and the government or NASA that told everybody that we've been to the moon. You know, one small step for. For mankind, and one small step for something. Humanity. One more step for mankind. When Jeff Fever, I don't know what it was. So what's? So it would it would be the shift of. <laughs> then you'd have a new set of conspiracy theorists. This is again devil's advocates. Like all of a sudden, it's like you'd have conspiracy theories on top of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. to shit that not many people can prove because you don't have the resources. Elon Musk. Maybe he does have resources to go up and prove that the earth is round. <laughs> but then there's going to be people against him, just like there were people against Galileo. Right. Um, and and people back in the day. And is there any, I, don't, I haven't done any research because right now everything's on the internet. And anybody can lie about anything on the internet. Yeah. Can anybody change history and say Galileo apparently was a rich dude and he could just say whatever the fuck he wanted? And because he had the he had the funds to do so, and people just went with it. Yeah. All of a sudden, here comes a good idea of recent history. Hey, I'm Joseph Smith. Uh, here's a New Testament of the Bible, and by the way, you can have multiple wives and fuck multiple vaginas. Oh, that sounds pretty good to me. Let's go ahead and throw our money this way and say we believe that sort of thing. There's just that thing. sounds appealing. That sounds appealing. I want to put my money towards that because. Yeah, let's jump, on that. let's jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it's hey, just move this to the Middle East. Probably way worse. The, this move to the Middle East should be fine. You can have multiple wives. Oh, I can have multiple people on their periods and get angry at me. That sounds really fun. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to another level. <laughs> 
Oh, my ex-wife was enough to last me multiple marriages. I am done with that shit. I've, I've settled into a nice, peaceful, peaceful life with my. I, I thought you was about to say. I, I thought you was about to say something else, man. Peace, piece of ass. Another, you settled into another piece of ass. Is what I was. Well, about. I mean, that's also true, but it's <laughs> extremely peaceful and super zen-like. I don't think I'd want multiple of those. As appealing as it sounds, to, you know, the well, twenty-three-year-old. You're, you're looking at it from a, an American perspective. Yeah. You know, when you look at it from a cultural perspective, from from how they live and, and grow up, it, it's their culture. It's the way that they. It's not how us lustful Americans will look at it. You know what I mean? I had a friend from Jordan who kind of shared the same view. He, uh, his, his bride. Well, actually, she was promised to be to a either first or second cousin, but um, I, neither one of them wanted to go that route. And I was going to say diversify your shit, but nah. They want to keep it in the family. It's it's about the they bloodline. They wanted to, it's but it uh, didn't work that way. And they, they went the non-traditional route. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about preserving the bloodline and staying pure, pure and, and political and, and uh, political and um, uh, there was um, a certain prince in other Charles economical in reasons as well. <laughs> but until you get way too far, and, and at least okay, as far as history is concerned, <laughs> I can't remember which 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 French prince it was but one of them was like so inbred it was like basically you know <laughs> the intelligence of a half decapitated pig or some shit i can't remember again like, this is this could have been altered history this, like, or uh, drunk history like sloth from the goonies yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what it supposedly happened in France. When I hear it was a, there was a prince. That wrong, was turn, wrong turn. Wrong <laughs> turn. It's like, what in the fuck? How did you get a hybrid vaginal hand butt baby? He's <laughs> uh, stupid, man. Don't blame me. Blame the blame the absolute. <clears throat> Shit. We talk about diversify. I'm drinking some. I think it's a Russian drink mixed with some orange juice made here in the United States. That's diversity, motherfucker. That's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. How's this a conspiracy? <clears throat> I don't know. You fucking will poop. <laughs> My liver's okay with that. Uh, I think it's, or maybe it's Swedish. Either way. I'm going to go look at my bottle. I'm going to go see where Absolute comes from. You think I'd know this by now? You think I'd own half the fucking company as much as I spend on this shit? Yeah. Drinker. Uh, Sweden. Sweden. I spent enough money in Sweden on the <laughs> heavy metal bands. That'd be a nice trip. My fucking neighbor just came back. Well, he's on his way back from Sweden. I like to hear about that. Uh, like should, he he goes to sleep really early, so I don't know if I can get him on the show. Oh, that sucks because I'd like to hear about that trip. Well, we'd have to do that one early on a weekend, like fucking eight p.m. Because he's out by I don't know what time he goes to sleep. I have to get him on a night where he feels like 
Actually, you you you've met him before. He was the drummer for More Beer. Actually, both of you met him. Oh, okay. Different, separate occasions. The little dude that lives down the street from me. <sighs> he just doesn't drink as much. Yeah, that's no fun. No, it's less fun. He's sad about it. But not because of drinking. Because he went back to school and he can't do shit as much as he used to. So <laughs> I can tell it wears on him. And he gets, he's a little more irritable. <laughs> It's a little funny to me just because it's like, ah, you suck. <laughs> but then again, he just he's returning from Sweden right now. He's driving down from Dulles Airport. Oh, that's pretty dope. Maybe I can convince him to join us one night. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it may. It may not be a Monday. I'll talk to him if he's interested. Uh, yeah, so I mean, speaking of, I appreciate the invite, but the wife calls, so I need to get up out of here. Word. Well, good to have you, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I'll be back. I look forward to the next one. I will keep you informed. That's right. Stay safe. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's the only way to stay. Later. What else is on your mind? How are you feeling? What time? Where are we at? Let me check the counter. Oops. Oops. What? There we go. We're at 37 minutes. Yeah, that's not bad. He knew what he's in for. He, he, uh, I sent him a link a while ago and he was listening to a bunch today. <laughs> hey, you know what he, he commented on? What did he, what did he say? What was his response? <laughs> he was like, the first thing he said, he's like, what the fuck are you drinking? Burp. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Ross. I was like, I don't, I know. And I actually tonight I realized, like, oh, the thing, the piece is right, right below my chin here. So I, when I did that one big burp, I was right hold, covering it with my mouth and holding it away. Thing is, sometimes they sneak up on me and just, bleh, it's going to happen. Yeah, man. So, uh, how was your day, man? How was your weekend? Okay, so this uh, it was a pretty relaxed weekend. I had kids. Um, but, like I said, the interesting thing that came up, as I was telling you, telling you both, was trying to explain the definition of perspective to my son. I won't get into details on to why, because mm-hmm. that in- involves my ex-wife. And um, but I was like, shit, there are certain words or just terms or whatever is trying to explain to your kids like it seems so obvious to as adults but then kind of stops you in your tracks like how the fuck do i explain this right and that's not even the first time it's come across i'm like it seems like it should be common knowledge but you know <laughs> good luck with that yeah it goes back to that that one video you made about that i was like well you know what be a parent and then try to explain common knowledge to somebody, you know, something that seems like it would be. And yeah, pers- the the actual definition of perspective was something I had to really explain to him. And um, I, and it goes back to conspiracy theories again. And, and I don't think it changes. The definition doesn't not does not change today from what it was, you know, twenty thirty years ago. Because he's like, well, is it true? Or is it false? Like it's 
not a true or false question, not a right or wrong. It's how do you view it? And even thinking about the flat earthers, it's how do you view it? Well, your experience in life has always just been standing on the ground. You know, look down the street. You're driving along a long straight road. Look down the road. That's your perspective. That's even an art term in classes. The horizon, Mm -hmm. it's still the same thing. We are not going to get the same experience that astronauts do. We're not going to get that perspective. We just trust that there's the right one because historically, much like the fact that bacon, eggs, and toast is what we're supposed to have for breakfast, this is how uh, we're, the information we've been fed for so long, and we go go with it because ah, our yeah. means of, of retrieving this information <clears throat> used to be books. You know, teachers would learn from books. Now we can just go on the, you know, think back to the 90s. Go on the internet. Yeah, and so now it's like, let me pull up on my phone. So you've been paying attention to some things I've been saying. Oh, yeah. It's uh, gotten me thinking a lot about things and questioning more things. Good. Good. Um, it's, it's been a fun short journey but uh it's gonna be a much much longer one yeah i can question you i can get you questioning all kinds of crazy shit oh i've I believe me i've even questioned having conversations with my girlfriend about like why popular music is popular you know i've gone to the through the math of it all the math equations and she's brought it down to the an earth level of you know that's just our perspective of what's pleasing you know and it's it's all a mathematical equation all music is a mathematical equation that hmm. hits our ears in a certain way like why this is pleasant why jazz music to the masses isn't pleasant and there's a uh, there's a joke amongst guitar players if you hit a wrong note you just say oh no i'm playing jazz <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's so many <clears throat> jazz jokes because it's to the masses it's by and large, garbage. Um, I would. Just, I wouldn't say it's garbage. That, that I wouldn't say that. It. It. It is. No, <laughs> just not to the masses. Not, garbage to the masses. I'm. I'm serious. When I. When I'm playing guitar and I hit, and I listen to jazz players, and and I've really analyzed a lot about the way they play because I'm not stuck in my ways as a guitar player because I want to know everything that I don't know about the instrument. And when I listen to them play, I'm like, oh, that hits my ear funny. But then if you do either certain bends or you add an extra note to it, it's like, okay, now it's almost pleasing. And, oh, congratulations, you've played a jazz chord. No, okay. I, I, don't, I don't look at it like that, man. I, I look at it, you got to look at the, the, the note that's being played in its context. You know, like it, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's one thing if you're playing a bad note throughout the whole song and everything is on one key and, and you're you're on a whole different key. You know, jazz is about a, a feeling, a certain rhythm, oh, yeah. a certain vibing rhythm and feeling that you're bonding with the other musicians and and you may get go off on a different key. It doesn't mean that it's it's a the wrong key you go on a different key as you're freestyling and then you come back in to to the 
to the the key and the and the and the uh the frequency that the rest of the band is is in tune with you understand what i'm saying it's just oh, i get it 100 percent because if you were to, public it, doesn't right all right that's what well, if you were to listen to Jimi hendrix he doesn't stay on key on everything you know what i mean Jimi hendrix goes off it's all jazz it's all See, jazz uh, man same with um oh god um Oh shit! What the fuck? I'm having like a super brain fart, and this is a guitar player that I listen to frequently. Slash? No, no, no. Um, Flea? Well, Flea's a bass player. No, this is a dude from the '70s. Uh, he used to play with Rainbow. Uh, Richie uh, Blackmore. Richie Blackmore. All right. He <clears throat> was known for his improvisational skills. Yeah. And he sometimes go like off, and I'm like what? Uh, but then you know, again, it. it with guitar, you can bend the strings, and it's like, oh, then you get right back into it. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I get it 100. percent But then you get more into certain styles of music, which are polyrhythmic. You know, they're not going to be your standard four fours, which the general masses don't understand or don't feel much outside of that. It's it's more mathematical. And um, uh, this is a, a struggle I have in my current band is, is getting one of the members to get out of certain patterns where it's like, okay, this is shit that I learned when I was 15. Can we, you know, we're all in our 30s now. Can we please move beyond this? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's ways to make it more acceptable to, to mass audiences. What instrument does he play? He was primarily a bass player for the bulk of his music career. Okay. He's now getting into guitar in the last, like, three years. Within the last three years. <clears throat> and, um, but still getting him into, out of, out of certain habits. Mm-hmm. He's been, like, pulling teeth. He's, he's like, not receptive or open to, to trying new things? No, that's not good. As a musician, you should. Well, you know, some people are just stuck in their ways, Matt. You know, which I they're, get. Com- they're comfortable, and they, they. And I, I will admit to the same fault where I have my comfort, which is is going to be a little more technical, which I know is not pleasing to a lot of ears. He's trying to get us to please more ears, but at the same time, also still be. You know, when when I get him on his drunk rants, he's always, you know, he seems to be more open to it. But then it's like practice what she's pre not even preach because, whatever case, it's extremely frustrating. Well, have you collab thought about collaborating and combining the two? You know, say, look, let's try this song your this with your way, and then this next song, let's try it this way. You know. Yeah, yeah, we we've been doing that for a bit, and most of the time we, about half the time we uh, meet halfway. The other time it's it turns into a fight between everybody, where um he's the vocal minority, whereas my drummer and the bass player will side with me, but they don't say anything during the band practice. I'm like, why don't you fucking say anything? Yeah. 
Well, that's not good. Everybody's got to be vocal, but <clears throat> yeah, they're they're not as vocal. And I try to do it peacefully. And even our singer, he's he's more of a mediator. And when I because the 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 guy I work with, like I love the dude, inside the band and outside, we we get along real good. Once the two of us. Well, have you just put put it out there when you guys are rehearsing? Oh yeah. Have you put it out there like, hey, what do you bass player and drummer? What do you guys think? I think we should do this. He thinks we should do that. What do you two think? Yeah, he doesn't respond well to the collective group because then he feels like we're ganging up on him. It's like, oh shit, we've tried. Well, that's a, a lot e- of methods. that's an ego thing, man. It's some shit he got to deal with. If he can't, that's what I've said. But it's like, how the fuck do you deal with this? As long as I've been dealing with this band shit. And that's the bass player, you say? Just like that? Oh, well, he was a bass player in a previous band. Now he's a guitar player. Yeah. Like I said. Well, don't. Love, go ahead. Love the guy to death because, you know, you know, been through stuff. We get along real well as bandmates and outside of band stuff because... So I always figure it's like you got to get along with your bandmates outside of the band stuff. You got to do shit together. You know, he and I go out drinking um, for my birthday last year. We went to play laser tag. We had a fucking ball. He's like, we need to do laser tag like every fucking chance we get. <laughs> you know, he and I go to concerts together. It's like, dude, I need you to. I need to. We need to. Get this shit in sync more. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, in order to grow, you gotta, you gotta be. I tell my students this: be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly, which is why I purposely put myself in certain situations where you gotta gotta grow, where you have no choice. Either you're gonna grow, or you're gonna revert back to your old ways and be stubborn, and you're gonna argue with folks. You know, at least be open-minded. You know what I mean? That's why, you know. I generally don't. I don't listen to a lot of metal music because I don't want to accidentally rip off something I heard. If I'm gonna, I listen to a lot of music that isn't metal. When I'm writing new songs, you know, I'm not using the the guitar that I'm typically playing with when we're actually writing together and playing together. I'll use something that's gonna give me limitations. Mm-hmm. I want something that's gonna make my life difficult. <laughs> like you know, I I I play guitar for a metal band, so I'm using electric guitars. They're tuned down to drop C. Okay. But I don't write with that. I'm writing with a nylon string, you know, the 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 Spanish style guitars. Oh. Those give me they give me limitations. They make me do shit that I can't do in my band and it's helped us immensely. We've come up with a lot of we've written a lot of songs because of shit that I've done on that guitar. I purposely bought a bass guitar was like very few frets. It's a four string. It's tuned a certain way. It's like, this is going to get me way out of my comfort zone. Let me see what this does. And, mm. and um, when you and I get to collaborating, it's going to get me doing like shit that I'm not used to. And I'm excited because I'm out of my comfort zone. I want to do new shit on with music. Right. That's what excites me. Interesting. And then I can take the shit that I've done outside of my comfort zone, bring it back to my comfort zone and make it something totally new. And um, for the most part, almost actually 100% of the time, when I bring it to the band, they're like, holy fuck, we're using this. Hmm. It's just, uh, it's some people, people need to get, 
used to being out of the conversation. You'd be, so, be surprised how freeing that is. Yeah, being able to express yourself creatively is something that... Um, it's a natural high you can't achieve yeah. any other way than just doing. Yeah. I mean, that's what radio is to me. You know, and that's what producing music is to me. Only, totally. The only thing is I have not been producing music for a recent several years, quite some time now, the way that I normally did most of my life. Most of my life, I was always, I've always had a studio. I've always had, you know, some form of, you know, whether I could produce and create music, recording and creating music. And uh, I, I haven't been doing that <clears throat> for at least 10 years now. And uh, is, is something you miss? Well, it, let me say, it wasn't 10 years. It's probably, it's close to 10 years. I have not been doing it. Because the last time I recorded something, it was in Richmond. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's been just under 10 years. But what would you ask me? I, I said, do you miss it? I absolutely do, which is why I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to, this year, uh, 2019, I'm going to reinvest in, and, and getting new equipment, new studio, and, and getting it popping up here in Ohio. Because there's nothing, I mean, at least for me, and I'm sure other people, everybody's got their outlets to where they just <clears throat> feel a certain freedom or a certain, uh, it's just, it's a high. Mm-hmm. It uh, just comes from, I, I guess it's, uh, it's, Overcoming a challenge, and it's it's a little challenge. It's not even a big one. Like, you know, I want to lose fifty pounds by the end of the year. That's that takes time. That takes several months. Mm-hmm. This is a, at least to me, seems like a small, easy, attainable challenge. Where, like I said, it's putting yourself in a certain zone. Whether it's it's writing poems or whatever, let me get out of the certain style. Right. Well, I understand there there is an environment you have to be in. There's a certain mindset. Yeah. And you can't really force it, it and as much as you try. Exactly. It has to be organic. But when you're there, there's nothing like it. Like, I can't, you know, you know it goes. Yep. I was thinking about it today because I, I need to, I need to write something in the next few days. And I know what it takes to get me in that zone. And I tried doing it last week, and I was forcing it. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's an obnoxious process, but this is how it is. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah, let's... I guess I guess the uh, <clears throat> not the theme or whatever. The thing is time. It's having the time, and then all of a sudden it hits you at the right time. Well, yeah, for me, I, I'm, I'm a Which, night owl, man. I'm no matter always... what country you live in, it's that's the most valuable commodity. Yeah. I, I get in my creative moments at night, man. Yep. I get in my, where my brain, where my, I'm creative and I'm creating things. I'm creating ideas. I'm thinking of things. A lot of that comes at night for me. And I'll be up late doing it, writing things down and and different ideas and visions. 
and putting it down on paper. So, you know, and that was the time years ago <clears throat> that I would be up creating music. You know, with my drum machine, my, you know, my, my uh, re- recording equipment, microphone, writing, you know, laying down vocals, ideas, and uh, just experiment, just expressing myself, you know, with the freedom of, you know, not worrying about anything, you know, just expressing myself. That time and that moment, how I'm feeling emotionally, being able to capture that moment, you know, through instrumentation is it's a glorious thing. And the nice thing is we have these little rectangles. <clears throat> we can do that now. Yeah. We ha- I don't know if you've played. I didn't even start getting into it until the last couple of weeks. Because you use an iPhone too, right? Correct. GarageBand. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an example, and I, and I hope you use it too, and anybody else that may listen to us that might be struggling with the same thing. I know this is probably old to, to people, but again, it might be new. So GarageBand has, uh, I guess you can play with different sounds, whether you're using it on your phone or, or an iPad. So I only have the phone. I don't do the iPad. I was at work and I was thinking about a certain guitar part that had to be done for a song. Pull up GarageBand. I'm new with it because I have a general idea in my head of where it needs to go. I pull up the the piano bit because that's the only way I I can that I know how to um, get an idea out when I don't have a guitar in my hand. So I start playing with it. And I'm not encouraging people to do this at work. It just that's when it happened to strike me, and it was maybe 15 minutes out of my day, out of a nine hour day. So I was still productive. But anyway, I'm noodling with it. I'm able to play it, to perfect it, record it so that I don't forget it, take it home, or at least, you know, in in my brain, well, I don't necessarily have to record. I just remember patterns of how I do things, take it home, play it on guitar, you know, transcribe it to to the key I want. Mm -hmm. And it's there. And I'm sure, um, and I at least hope that people that you know are, are not, you know, doing music, whether they're doing art in some way, and they're doing a job that doesn't center on art, they have ways they can kind of noodle on their phones or tablets, right. whatever have you be. We have more outlets, as as much as some people, you know, the conspiracy theories, you know, technology is going to take over, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I I still think that we're smart enough to be ahead of the game to where we're not going to let it take over our lives, but we're definitely going to let us help us. I mean, we have those outlets. They're quick, they're easy, and they're not completely consuming our lives. And mm-hmm. yo, there is no I'm doubt sure in my there's mind. There's a lot of people there, doing that. There's no doubt in my mind that technology is going to help and assist us, humanity. Yeah, I don't think we're <coughs> going to see a Terminator situation. I need to go back and listen to your. Well, there, there's a possibility about that. There, there is, is a possibility. Yes, there is a possibility. I, I, and, 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 and experts have have spoken out about this. This isn't just me. I'm I'm repeating what people, the people that have created the technology, that are creating the apps, and 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 
technology and advanced science. These pe- some of these some of the peoples are coming out and, and being vocal about their concerns about AI. You know, because <sighs> when you start giving AI too much control, you know, it's a dangerous thing. Maybe why I would never do one of those chips where, you know, they're teeny and they can like insert them under the, you know, upper upper layer of your skin. I mean, they do that shit to pets right now. Yeah, the RFID chips. Yeah, fuck that shit. (laughs) No, no, it's it. You know what? I draw the line at the yeah. face recognition that my fucking phone has right now. <laughs> they're, they're working on and even that, that was they're, like a hard they're, they're working on brain implants, brain yeah. chips. Nope. Where you can upload information to your like, and everybody can be, you know, as smart as Google. Like nope. you can Google the answers in your brain and be able to speak the answers. Yeah. Imagine that. Nope. Uh, no, I've read about it, and I'm like. Mm. That shit's going to be on while I'm sleeping. I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, because sometimes I even, I remember my dreams. And most of the time they're either, I, I dream a lot about the zombie apocalypse or having way more guitars than I actually do. <laughs> That's what you dream about? Yeah. Not, not, like, I, I actually remember a lot of my dreams, even ones I've had days ago, months ago. Imagine, yeah. imagine AI knowing all of your dreams. Yeah, that's why I'm like, mm. <clears throat> like right now, uh, the ones I remember are for the most part safe. It's I, I had a dream not too long ago where I was going through guitar cases, like, when did I buy that guitar? And then Liz was there to say, on whatever day you bought this a few weeks ago. I'm like, okay, but I do have a lot of dreams about uh, fighting zombies. That that actually does happen. I need to get a hold of one of your guitars. <laughs> Which for? So I can practice and learn and teach myself. Oh, I'm trying to get rid of two at Be the careful. moment. Love you. So what now? I'm trying to get rid of two still. I was trying to sell one over the weekend. It didn't turn out to... The guy was like, oh, I'm more into acoustic. I'm like, oh, you uh, bitch. Oh, really? You're not into getting girls, then. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think he was a married guy, but still, it's like, come on. Yeah. What, 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 these are, uh, are these bass, are these the bass guitars that you own? No, my two electric guitars I'm trying to get rid of. I, I'm, I've whittled it down to two bass guitars. I think I have... I, I like only, I only, I only had two at one point, but I sold one and then I got another one. So, do you have a bass guitar for sale? Is what I'm asking. I do not. I own two, and neither one is for sale. Gotcha. How much are those to, that you got? Uh, one of them for 400 bucks, and the other one I bought for 110, which I plan to keep and upgrade. And you know, um, I'm going to swap parts out to make it better than it is that's the reason i bought it and again like i told you it's to give myself limitations to what i'm able to do because one is a 24 fret five string bass where i bought a 20 fret four string and it was just i bought it to give myself limitations and i want to try to just noodle with it and say like what can i do with this given restricting what i'm able to do so that's why i bought it and I do plan to upgrade certain parts of it. It's one of those like, you know, you buy a piece of shit car to 
Yeah. Put it in a better. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm building it up. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I uh, I got one instrument. I got my keyboard, my motif. I think you've seen it. Yep, I have. And um, I'm going to use that, baby. I want to give me a drum machine, a sampler, and uh, my keyboard. Some monitors I need, you know. Those are the essentials that I need. You know, some monitors, a, inter- a new interface, and... Um, an MPC, I think I'm going to use. Oh, what? What was the last thing? MPC. That's going to be the first thing, actually, that I get is an MPC. What is that? Uh, it's a production uh, studio, production controller, if you will, where I can program and produce beats. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can produce tracks. It's... Once you get that shit up and running... Hopefully by knock on wood February. <clears throat> I say that because I have my interface, which is still in its box. I haven't opened it or downloaded the software. Which one did you get? I got the focus right. Mm. I'm walking over to it right now. Take a picture of it and text it to me. I think I did. Mm. Cause I got the, I, I sent you a photo of the Focusrite and the Shure SM57. Uh, did I send you that photo? Can, let me see. Can you send it to me? Yeah. Okay. The Scarlet Two I Two Studio is just a two input, simple thing for a guitar, or. Voc- oh, I think I deleted the photo, but hold on, I'll send you a new one. Yeah, just snap a picture. Here we go. Let me, well, SM57, that's the mic I bought because you and another friend told me to get that one. Uh, there you go. Cool. I just haven't opened it and downloaded the software because. I wonder how much longer the uh, laptop I have is going to last because I bought it uh, four or five years ago. And it's one I just use once a year for tax purposes. And there's basically still a ton of free memory, but if I get the software, can I get it again on another laptop and I, don't know, I was thinking about getting a new one just for the music purposes. So in case the other one crashes, it's like, well, at least the music shit's still here. Mm. They're cheap as fuck. I mean, the laptop I had was under $300 after taxes. That's how much that, that interface costs? This kit? Uh, the la- this was to... I got it on sale. Focus right? Yeah, it's originally 250 but I got it. <laughs> For just over two hundred bucks, because it was near Christmas, and I had some sort of some sort of deal with the credit card, but it was like two hundred and twelve dollars after taxes. Okay. So, and this this was a popular model after talking to um, my buddies on guitar forums. Mm-hmm. And to you and another buddy of mine that works in the studio, he says, "Guess the focus right." And then you both said, "Get the SM57." 
So I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SM57 is just a good classic mic. Sure makes good microphones. Sure, sure does. And the, the brand. And the fact that you guys were just like, yeah, you don't need to. The big sell for me is that you don't have to plug your instrument directly into it. It's plug the mic and hold that up to your amp. Because the amp itself sounds fucking amazeballs that I was playing with earlier tonight. And I was just like so happy that I can just capture this sound without having to plug into shit other than the amp itself. Right. You just want to play. Yeah, there's no reason for me to like do anything else because the setup I have is, you know, I bought the used. The amp was used. The cab was used. It's top top stuff. This is shit that pros use on tour. And it's gonna because I know you wanted a certain rock sound to it to to the beats that you have. Like okay, I can definitely supply that. And I look forward to the collaboration. Word, man. Well, go ahead. Let's wrap this up, man. You wrap, you wrap it up. All right. So this was our first one with a guest. And I'm going to bust his balls tomorrow about not drinking as much as we did. I can't wait to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be hearing from him again in the future. We'll look for some more future guests. Anybody else wants to call in, you can drop me a DM. Because I'm slowly learning how this shit works. <laughs> Either way, I am Matt Framit. With I'm me every Matt. Monday is... Sean Anthony. Damn it, Framit. Damn it. Oh, I didn't think of a rhyme, but I will eventually. Don't ever think of it. Just leave it as it is. No, <laughs> it has to be a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight, but it'll be because it's going to be stupid if I try to do it right now. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's always good talking to you. Likewise, my friend. Until next, next time, man. See you next week, everyone. Yep. Later. Bye bye.